for more information about this episode, um, I will probably look at the Your View Matters personal development plan. Once again, as a base version or an explicit version, because that personal development plan helps you decide what you want in life and, and, and what your goals are. And it kind of helps you see where you've been at and where you're trying to be. It kind of helps with all that. So that's why I would say Your View Matters personal development plan. That is the book that I'm going to refer you to when we talk about this episode. And yeah, start there and you'll, you'll, you'll see why. All right. This is the introduction. The rest of the episode is about to begin now. Hey, my name is Larry Eif, and this is episode 170. It is called R. Kelly and Bernie Madoff. What would you do? Here's the thing. We love to point fingers. I've done it. You've done it. We've all done it. Let's start with R. Kelly. You hear about R. Kelly or think about R. Kelly, you think about a, a well, you used to think about a talented singer, but now you're like, man, that's the Pete on that little girl, and he likes having sex with little girls, and that's all he's done for the past 20 years. He's groomed little girls, and, and he's a pervert. He's a pedophile. He's a freak. You know, he, we should take away all his awards because guess what? He's got a sexual problem, and, and we should just disregard all the talents and skills he has. He should be locked up. He's guilty. You know, F him. He's horrible. That's one way to look at it. My question to you is this. What if you were in his shoes? How many of you have sexual desires that you don't got the money to carry out? Let's say you do have a thing for young females. If you had R. Kelly money, you think it's possible that without the proper guidance, you would probably, you know, pick up a little young female or two. You think you would be able to tell one of your friends, hey, you know, go get this girl here for me. Um, you know what I'm saying? If you had money and you could lure a female, a young female like that, and give her a couple thousand dollars to go to a hotel room with her and nobody would know. Or maybe you think it's young boys. I don't know. Whatever your sexual thing is, prostitutes, hell, whatever it is, do you think that, okay, right now you don't have a lot of money. If you had R. Kelly money, I think there'd be a whole lot of us buying little girls, buying little boys, buying prostitutes, to a whole bunch of sexual stuff that we normally wouldn't be able to do. That's my whole point. He has sexual problems like a lot of us have. But uh, matter of fact, I think he was molested too when he was younger uh, or raped or molested, something like that. All those things play a factor into someone's sexuality and their choices as they get older. The only difference in this case is, and that's what this episode is about, what would you do? You've got R. Kelly money now. Let's say you were molested when you were younger. That affects your sexuality. Now you kind of got a thing for, I don't know, for someone that fits the description of the person that molested you. Guess what? Now you've got money. You've got R. Kelly money. You can, you can buy that young girl, that young boy. You can buy them some clothes, the mall, give them the extra money, and you can sneak off and have sex with them. Nobody's going to know because you've got that money. You can hide it. You can buy her a car or him a car, whatever you do. You can get these prostitutes. You can get escort service girls now. You can have them put a feather in your butt. You could have a, a midget in the room with you, some chicken. You could eat chicken and, and have and be covered in, in, in cool ranch dip. You could do whatever you want to because you've got R. Kelly money. What would you do? Don't tell me you want to do anything now because, once again, you know I relate things to the Bible. The Bible says if you can't be trusted with a little, you can't be trusted with a lot. So if you've got a little bit of money and you're over here messing up, imagine what you do with a bunch of money. 
you've got a little bit of money and you've got these sexual desires and, and things you want to do, but you don't got the money for it right now. Okay, you hit the lottery, you win $2 million, what would you do? Me personally, I remember when R. Kelly was dating Aaliyah and R. Kelly was a grown ass man and Aaliyah was probably 14 years old. If I had R. Kelly's money at the time, I would have married Aaliyah. Shit. I would have married her back. I would have definitely. She was fine. She was cute. She could sing. She, I would have married her. I didn't have the money for it, though. But if I had the money for it and I could pull off those kind of things, I probably would have dated her. I probably would have groomed her for, for music and for being with an older guy because I had not gone through my life lessons yet as to what you should and should not be doing when it comes to sex and what you should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to money. I mean, I've had the right pe- I didn't have the right people in my life that were guiding me. I wasn't in tune with the Bible. I wasn't in tune with God like I am now. So yes, back then, I would have married Aaliyah in a heartbeat. Um, that song she, say, she sang, AJ number by number, I'd be like, yep, you're right, baby girl, it ain't. Don't worry about it. I got you. You got me. We got this money. Nobody could tell us shit. That's how it would have been. So if I asked myself, what would I do, Larry? I would have done a whole lot. Of, well, not a whole lot. I don't think I would have been pissing on females and doing a bunch of other crazy stuff. But I would have done a lot of crazy stuff. And my weakness from pornography and, and, and porn addiction and things like that is younger females. So, yes, I would have been with some younger females. And Aaliyah would have been probably number one or two on my list. Because I had that kind of money. That's what I would have done. So, do I point the finger at R. Kelly? Yes, you still have responsibility for your actions. But... I still will not discredit his gifts and skills and abilities. And that's the thing about the Bible. You know, I always turn it back to the Bible. People have so many skills and abilities, but we lose them because we get caught up in money. Chasing money, chasing sex, chasing skirts, chasing fancy cars, chasing whatever it is you're chasing. If Satan can get us off focus, all those skills we have will not be used for God's glory. They'll be wasted. Our Kelly got some skills. That, I don't care what you say, that motherfucking saying he can write some music, he is good. He can write a song about a Jeep and make it sound, matter of fact, he wrote a song about a Jeep and made it sound sexy. Put my key in your ignition and if I was a Jeep, however the song goes right now, but he made it sexy. He's got skills. Don't ever say he don't have skills because he does have skills. He just has emotional problems that never got addressed. Um... I'm going to talk about the church later on, but I wish there was more people that could come out publicly. Uh, I wish there was a place where people could go and publicly get help for issues like that, sexual issues, issues with pornography or drugs, whatever the case may be. But right now, I know the church ain't it. The church ain't the place for it, but I'm going to get into that later on. All right. Well, that's R. Kelly. I said R. Kelly and Bernie Madoff. Check this out. Bernie Madoff, this old dude, he scammed people out of $65 billion as a Ponzi scheme. He was passing money around from one person to the next and, and, and lying about stuff. Um, he lived a very wealthy lifestyle. He had a ton of houses and cars and watches and belts and everything he wanted. He went to prison. Guilty. 150 years. My question is, what would you do? What would you do if you, if you were too smart for your own good? What if you made the rules for how the stock market works and you figured out a way to manipulate it and get an extra couple hundred million dollars on the side. Hey, what would you do? Once you got that first couple hundred million on the side, would you just say, okay, I'm good, I'll stop? Probably not. Oh, I can get a couple hundred million here? Oh, guess what? Ooh, I can get a couple hundred more million. Okay, I can get more? Okay, I can get more? Okay, I can cover it up like this? Okay, 
I can cover up like that? Okay. We've all been in a position where we started doing something. I'm sure we have. Where you started doing something and you knew it was wrong and you got caught up in a lie, but not one lie. You need another lie to cover that lie and another lie to cover that lie. And it goes on and on and on and on. Bernie's the same way. He was scamming these people out of millions and billions of dollars. And once he started, he could not stop. I've seen interviews with him. He's like, hey, I just, it, it started and it's hard to stop. You can't stop. Should he, should he rot in prison? Yeah, pretty much. Because a lot of times white people with white collar crimes, oh, that's not a real crime. Just give him a year and just let him go free. Nah, he's guilty. That dude was guilty. He should serve crime. He should serve the time for his crime. I'm not saying that, but what, what I am saying is, what would you do? You got to always think about that. And the Bible helps you think about that. It helps you point the finger, but it helps you point the finger the right way. It helps you point the finger. You know how you, if you point one finger at somebody else, you got three, let me see, you got three pointing back at you. The Bible helps you say, hey, listen, I'm pointing the finger at you, but I've got three pointing at me because I know I've got some issues I have to work on too. But so do you. Let me help you and you help me. Let's point the finger at each other and let's help each other. That's how this thing works. Bernie Madoff could not stop. I don't think any of us would have stopped. It's easy to say he got money from old people. I guess one of these guys had been through the Holocaust, the Jewish Holocaust. He survived all that, had a bunch of money. And I guess Bernie Madoff still took all his bread from him. The dude died penniless. Yeah, it's a bad thing. It's a horrible fact. It It is a bad thing. How many of us, if we're caught in that position... And and we've got to cover our ass. We 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 just we just did a, a crazy fake deal for two hundred million dollars, and now we got to pay somebody some money out. But we don't have any money. We got to cover our ass. What do we do? We get that money from whoever we can and however we can. And once we do that, we got to cover that money for that money and cover for that and cover for that and cover for that. And at the same time, live a life that he had two kids and a wife and some grandkids. These and, and a company. These employees were expecting the payroll to be met every week. These kids are looking up to their dad like he's the greatest man on earth. He's the king of the of the stock exchange. I love my dad. He had an image to uphold. What would you do? You're doing all the scheming and scamming, and your kids say they love you. Do you tell your kids, hey, guess what, kids? I've been lying to you all these years. I'm nothing. I'm a scammer. All this stuff we're living off of is stolen money. How many of you would want your kids, how many of you have the balls to tell your kids the truth about what you've been doing in life and how you got your money, knowing that your kids are going to hate you, knowing that your kids are going to say, hey, you're not my dad anymore, you're not my mom anymore. It takes some balls. He finally did that, like 15 years after he was into the con, 15 years into the con, he finally did it, but it took a while. Like with like with me and addiction, I was smoking crack, sniffing coke, I was smoked up, coked up, whatever. The pornography, the sex stuff, I was into that stuff deep until I started to get into the Bible. So until I got deep into the Bible. But until then, my kids said, Hey, I love you, Dad. People say, I love you, Larry. Um, but if they had really known the stuff I've been doing for money and with my money, uh, I don't think they would have loved me. That kept me in bondage for a while. It kept me tied. That kept me in my addiction because I'm not gonna admit this stuff. That's how I look at Bernie Madoff. That's how I look at R. Kelly. They're stuck in something, something in life they're stuck in. And Satan wants you to be stuck in something, and he wants you to not find help. He wants you to stay ashamed. He wants you to be embarrassed. He wants you to never get out of it, because if you can't get out of it, you can't help yourself. And if you can't help yourself, you can't help anybody else. And you know I'm going to tie this thing into the Bible, too. Bernie Madoff, it's not money 
that gets us in these situations. It's the love of money. The Bible says it's the love of money. You're supposed to get money. You're supposed to get wealth. God wants you to be wealthy and have fun and get wealth so you can help other people. But you got to do it the right way. There's certain ways to do it. There's laws of getting money. And Bernie did not follow those laws. And his ass is going to rot in prison for the rest of his natural life probably now. Um, but once again, what would you do? You've got a lifestyle. You need to spend. You've got a lifestyle now. You're scamming people. Your lifestyle requires you to spend $10 million a year for hot- for your hotels, for your clothes, for your penthouses. You need $10 million a year coming in every year to keep this lifestyle, to keep people looking at you and idolizing you. Your family members for, to, you know, your family members look up to you. It costs you $10 million a year. What do you do? Do you stop the scam and lose all your shit? I don't know. Not many people would do that. I know I wouldn't do it. I would have kept on scamming just like Bernie's ass did. I would have scammed until the wheels fell off. I would have kept on going with it. Um, once again, the question here is, what would you do? Put yourself in someone else's shoes. See how it fits for a minute. And ask yourself, seriously, what would you do? That's what life is about. That's why I said in the introduction that this episode I deal with, the book I'm going to refer you to is the personal development plan. That personal development plan has my autobiography in it. That's the first part of the reading material because you can read my life story. I give you the honest answer, the honest, the honest things I did with drugs, with sex, with violence, with guns, with whatever. I show you with my life example how to open up so nothing can hold you back. Nobody can say to me, man, you used to smoke crack. Yeah, I know. It's in the book. I know. I did. It was stupid. Man, you used to, you know, shoot people and get in gunfights and fight. And, yeah, I know it was dumb, but it's in the book. I you, you can't you can't embarrass me anymore. Man, you just sniff coke for three days straight. Yep, I know it. You sold your truck, your jewelry. I know. What else can you come with? I already admit it. I'm dealing with it. It's out there. You can't embarrass me. There's nothing you can say. Nothing you can say to embarrass me. That's what the Bible helps you with. And that's what that personal development plan helps you with. It helps you look at my life as an example of how to open up about everything. And that way you can face it. And that way you can't be held back from your dreams, from your purposes in life. As long as you're held back, you, you you can't give God glory. You can't, you can only taste, you can't even fulfill your life. You can't have fun in life. You cannot have fun in life as long as you're hiding stuff. Stop hiding shit. Stop hiding behind money. R. Kelly, Bernie Madoff, hate behind money. We would probably do the same thing. Once again, what would you do? You'd probably do the same thing R. Kelly did if you were in his shoes. And you would probably do the same thing Bernie did if you were in his shoes. As a matter of fact, I would do everything R. Kelly did, well, almost. And I would have done everything Bernie did, well, almost, if I had that kind of money. If I had R. Kelly money or Bernie Madoff money, I'd have been doing a whole bunch of shit I should not have been doing. Trust me. And all you out there who said, oh, I wouldn't do that. I, trust me, some of you motherfuckers would be right there next to me, right there in the middle of it with me. <laughs> and we'd have enough money to cover our tracks. So your wife wouldn't know or so your husband wouldn't know. Trust me when I tell you. It happens. The thing is, is once you get caught up in something, get to the place where you want something better for yourself and find a process to help you open up and deal with it. So you don't, like I said, the Bible says openly confess one to one another. We've all done something. Openly confess. Find a way to openly confess to yourself, to God, to somebody so you can get out of it. You can escape it, change your life around and help other people. All right, I'm tired of saying the same, same thing over and over. I'm tired of saying, what would you do? I'm tired of thinking about Aaliyah. I'm tired of thinking about the billions of dollars Bernie Madoff had because I ain't got none of that stuff. But I did change my life around. I have changed my life around, and it is a process. And yes, 
I'm glad that God's allowing me to point the finger at these people and acknowledge that I got three fingers pointing right back at me because I got a ways to go too. All right. What would you do? That is the issue here in episode 170. And as you know, episode 171 is next. And you already know I have no fucking clue what it's going to be about. But you also know that when I know, I'm going to let you know. Thank you.